Howdy adventurers and welcome back to the Pathfinder Kings as we play through the Outlaws of Alkenstar. As always, we'd like to invite you to join our Discord and follow us on Twitter, at TPK Podcast. Now a recap of Session 1. Phoebe, the proprietor of the Bullet and Barrel Saloon, bequeaths our heroes a mission to rob one of Ambrose Muglin's banks. She provides them with a bag of holdings to store the loot in, and hats of disguises to cover their identities. They scope out the bank, and the next morning make their move. Now disguised as Buppy and the gang, they make a commotion at the bank and a riot ensues. After the shenanigans, eventually the bank manager lets them into the vault, and they make their next move. This chamber is lined with steel on the ceiling and the floor. Steel cabinets line the walls, each with two locks. In the center of the chamber is a steel table welded to the ground with an ornate steel chest the size of a burly dwarf on top. A single outlet to the north has two doors, an inner door with iron bars and the massive outer door made of solid steel. And the manager's gonna walk in and be like, hurry up quickly, which one of these boxes is yours? And just to be clear, we have eyes on the chest we are looking for. It is accessible to us. This is the chest you're looking for. Okay. We're, we're in here now with the bank manager. We have our objective in sight. So I kind of want to hang back near the, the cage door, or the bar door, and look for an opening to swipe the box. I'm waiting till their backs are turned. This is a big box. It is the size of a dwarf. There is no way in hell you can put this in this bag of holding by yourself. Ah, oh, fuck. This is easily a two-man job. Okay, um, interesting. I think then... Oh god, I'm, I'm trying to figure out... I could provide distraction, the other two could get it. But then, what am I gonna do? Just my halfling ass is stuck in the vault with these two people? We could shove the bank manager out of the vault, and then we block her while uh, two other people load up the chest. But then they'll just kind of keep you in the vault. It's very easy to defend there. We're out of sight at this point for, from most people. Like, the bank teller that w- in here with us was the second one, whose desk is the only one you can really see inside the vault from. Hang on now, friends. Buffy's gonna push this bullshit train as far as the tracks are gonna carry her. You're speaking my language. Let me let me get back in the bumpy mode. Here. Oh, okay, all right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. See, there's my lockbox up on the top shelf up there. That, that one right up high. I I, I can't reach it. Can you, Sonny, well, no, you have that back problem ever since you were thrown from that one horse over at Numeria during the rodeo. Uh, I, I say, did anyone have a step stool out there? And the bank manager is gonna walk over to the corner, grab a little step stool, and bring it over here for you. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. Thank you so much. All right, help me. Hold it still there. I'm, I'm a little bit rickety up on these ladders up here. Now, uh, oh, oh, ah, ah. And can, can Buffy do a pratfall backwards, um, losing her balance off the stepladder? What do you want to roll for that? Could it be an acrobatics check? Is Buffy going to do a backflip? Uh, well, I mean, if it if it helps, if it's one for the team, Buffy will just throw herself at the ground, and I'm sure they'll hear that lovely crackling of bone in spite of the uh, <laughs> uh, in spite of the hat of disguise, right? All right, yeah, go go acrobatics. Well, I, I, mean, I truly it, love this plan. If it's just a fall, is it, is it like a five foot fall? Is it like a or a ten foot fall? Would it be like a d6 damage? No, it it wouldn't be that high. Okay, um, I'll, I, so I got to do the acrobatics in order to make it look bad. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I dig it, I dig it. Uh, let's try this acrobatics here. Oh my gosh, continue. This is this is the one. This is the, the role I feel that the, the hero point necessitates because a five plus a whopping seven on the dice, that, that 12 doesn't feel comfortable. Oh. Finally, finally. Is this, the, is this the first 20 of the session? I think this is that it, is right? the first 20 on the die. 
Uh, so yeah, no, Buppy just like she grabs the front of the step stool, she rocks back and forth catering, she's doing the old lady wail, and she just goes back hard pulling the step stool on top of her um, and knocking my knees together, my elbows, whatever I can to accentuate that clacking of bones and the, the sound of an old person falling in the immediate terror that follows. Oh yeah, and the bank manager is gonna turn over, turn towards you and be like, oh my god, ma'am, are you okay? Quick, tellers, come in here, we need some help. And while she's distracted, um, is she decently distracted enough to where me and Arcus can lift up this heavy chest and lower it into the bag of holding? So I'm going to tell you uh, to lift that chest into this bag of holding. I will need athletics checks from two of you. So with that said, if you attempt to pick up this heavy box, she will notice. Uh, can we just take the bag of holding and just like throw it over the chest and fully cover it? Even if you open the bag of holding to the widest it'll go, you would still need to slide the box in from the side. What? If, okay, so what if we do that though? We slide it into the bag of holding from the side. I just hold, hold open the bag and he pushes it in. I would still need athletics checks from two of you and she will still see that. Okay. Should we just go for it? Just be ready to run. The door is open. Like we, we knew where we were gonna run from the start. So this is like your time. I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't see why we don't just, like, knock out the bank manager, though, and quietly, like, make an escape. Because if we start combat here, it's going to alert the entire bank. All of China will know we're here. I mean, if if we didn't get to the speech before, uh, uh, Casper will launch into a long speech about how we're only getting paid for one felony. (laughs) All right, well, I guess guess we we, we do it and run for it. During this, I'm going to be trying to whip the crowd into a bit more agitated and more of a frenzy. Probably diplomacy. So I just rolled a two on the die for the first athletic check. I'm going to go ahead and hero point that. Uh, I don't think you should, because I rolled a, a three. Well, we need successfuls for both of us, so might as well. That's a 15. Well, I, I don't have a hero point. I think I spent mine, right? Yeah. Is that initiative? That is one success and one failure to get this box in the bag. I need a diplomacy check from Orville to see how the crowd is reacting to you. Ooh, that's a nine. They're they're kind of annoyed with you, actually. You're standing up there in cosmic motion. All they want to do is get in and out of their damn bank with their damn paperwork, and you're causing all this ruckus. I might hero point that one. (laughs) This is not how it goes in the heist movies I watch. I might just, yeah, take away the hero point and just roll it again. That's fine, too. That better? Yeah, that is better. Now now the crowd's getting getting on your side. They're hearing you talk. They're saying, like, yeah, this, this bank is kind of shady. And they all know it's Muglin's bank, too. So they all know it's shady practices. So they know that their money's probably being skimmed off the top. And with you causing up this riot you get more and more of the patrons on your side. My good men, we should take back this many of us. Look at them cowering in the back, putting all their focus on only a few select customers. Whilst all of us stand out here, what, like fools? We'll hear Buffy chime in from the back. And overdraft fees! Oh, who ever heard of overdraft fees? They don't even pay overdraft. Damn it, boy, get that bag open. We ain't got much time. Alright, and, um, so with Arcus's failed athletics check, the bank manager is gonna see you guys attempting to shove this box in the bag, and she's gonna immediately get up from Grandma and go over to you guys and be like, what are you guys doing? Get your hands off that box! Um, isn't this Grandma's box? I think she was wrong. I think this is our box. What is that bag of holding doing here? Get out of here! This this is a trap. Tellers, tellers, sound the alarms. I turn. Uh, I, I I turn. Uh, uh, like is she, is she turned towards like the tellers right now? She, her body is facing you. Her head is turning away. Oh, thank. What I what I wanted to do was like lean down to help Granny tabletop her. Uh, I don't know. I, I, Granny still could do an athletics check to help push push the chest in if we could do something. Wait, you want to push her into the bag of holding? <laughs> no, I was just going to tabletop her to, to knock her prone. Like, assist you in, like, 
pushing her over, basically. Oh, oh, I got what you're doing. Um, I can attempt an ath. Can I? Are we? Are we in initiative now, or do we still have a few seconds here to do something? I will give you all one action before I put you in initiative, as the bank teller has to react to sound the alarm. I. Thing. So I will. Um, Granny is going to roll even from prone to grab the teller. I'll be at a minus two due to uh, flat-footed. Yes. I'm looking to see also in my inventory if I have it. Do we have anything to gag her? No. A 13 is not going to be enough to grab her. Ooh, so Granny reaches for her while she's laying on the ground to try and grab the bank teller, but doesn't quite get it with the uh, with the prone figure there. Okay, as my as as my action then, I'm going to draw my weapon since she's the only one who can see. I like uh like I I can I use the hat to like remove only part of my disguise where the the backpack is now a gun. Yeah, you can easily just make the backpack a gun. I draw my gun. I look at Tarion and I point it at her face and to assist Tarion in an intimidation check. All right, roll me intimidation from you, Arcus. Okay. Oh, that's only going to be 11. Even with the bonus from having the gun, that's not going to be enough to succeed the aid check. Okay, well, maybe Tarion will just get lucky. Can Tarion just... Can he roll athletics to just push the chest into the bag, or does it need to be a separate person that has to succeed? It can be one successful athletics from two people, or three athletics from a single character. Yikes. Um, in that case, uh, Taryn is gonna go ahead and go through the intimidation. Nice. There we go. That is a 24 for intimidation. Taryn is gonna look at her and, uh, give a nice stern look and say, If you scream, things are gonna get ugly. Alright. And boy, I thought I told you to get that bag open. I'm trying. It, it doesn't fit over all the way good. I need some help. I'm, my arms are kind of short. All right, and with that, roll initiative. Ah, oh, dang. I was hoping we could convince the bank manager not to do anything. Oh, joy. Oh, God. <laughs> that was a terrible roll. Somehow I feel like Will is always the highest save on a bank manager. Considering she was a dwarf, I thought it'd be fortitude. That Matt twenty on initiative from. Oh hey, Bubby can now come over here and help me. All right, and with that, Casper, you have the first turn. Well then, uh, Bubby is going to spend first action to stand up from prone uh, where she fell off that little step stool. Second action is going to be to stride over to the table, um, right beside my brother here, uh, and I am going to third action I guess it's an interact to do the athletics check yeah third action to interact to attempt with a 14 I already burned my hero points so oh man these dice are hurting us today I, you know, I don't think that assist does it 14 is just barely not enough to push in the bag you can feel it almost giving way but the box stays strong well, that is all three turns for me, and at least I could see out in the lobby. Um, do I have like that little bit of communications economy here to look back at uh, my buddy uh, on the table there and give him the eyeball that something's going on? Yeah, that's a free action. Awesome. Uh, end of turn. Thank you so much. And you start to hear sirens blaring as the clockworks from outside move inside. And they are going to go right past Orville because he doesn't have a weapon drawn. Nice. Oh, God. And that's as far as he can make it. All right, now it is the bank manager's turn. So her first action is going to be punching Arcus, and she's going to say, Child or not, no one points a gun in my bank for a 14 to hit. That does not hit. All right. Second action, she's going to stride over here to kind of lock the door. And her third action, she's going to draw a pistol. Taron. All right. First action from Taron is going to be to exploit vulnerability on the bank teller. So I will roll my esoteric lore for that. 
uh, DC being common for her level. Uh, well, that is a nine on the die, so Taryn is gonna look at her, he's gonna see if he can find any flaws, anything that she might be weak to, and, uh, he's probably not gonna come up with anything. Nope. She looks pretty hardy. Alright, and second action is going to be to make a five-foot step over, and I'm going to attempt to trip her with my whip. I'm sorry, scorpion whip. That is a 13 in a trip attempt. That's not going to be enough. Alright, that is all three actions. Uh, Taryn is just going to fling that whip in an attempt to trip her, and he's just going to barely miss her feet, and he's just going to sigh disappointedly. End of turn. Alright, Arcus. So, the bag of holding is like sort of partially around the the box, right? But I need to pass an athletics check to get it in the rest of the way. Yes. So, with my gun out and everything, I kind of kick the box, I try to kick the box into the bag of holding and make, to make an athletics check. And I roll a 10, so I'm guessing that does not work. Yeah, you kick and you kind of stub your toe against the box. I'm like... All right, well, this isn't working. And I aim my gun. Now, I just want to know, this bank teller is definitely in league with Ambrose, right? Yes, this is Ambrose's bank. So her as a manager, she knows what Ambrose does. Okay, well, then I have no uh, I have no remorse over killing her if that happens. So, yeah, I'm going to fire my gun, and that's going to be a 27 to hit. Jesus. That will hit. Alright. And then roll for damage. That's gonna be six damage. Don't you get one D6 precision damage on your first shot? Uh no, because it's not uh I'm not rolling from stealth or I didn't roll stealth for my initiative. I did avoid detection. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. Unfortunately not. I thought about that when we started. I was like, dang, if I could have just like avoided notice somehow. But yeah, I think that's it, and I'm just going to reload. And then it is the second Clockwork's turn, and it's just using all three move actions, walking right by Orville, getting to that door that separates the two halves of the room. And that brings us to Orville's turn. You hear the sirens going, you just heard a gunshot, the crowd is starting to panic after hearing the gunshot, and a lot of them are like ducking and hiding some of them are, like, looking around to see what's going on. Some of them look like they might try to fight, even. Well, that is exactly what I'm looking for. I'm going to stand there on the table be, look at this horrible bank, trying to take money off two children and an old lady. Here, good men in this bank, take up arms and save these poor innocents. And, um... I'm gonna, to anyone who seems like they're interested, I'm gonna start handing out, um, necrotic bombs. Okay, yeah. There will be four people in the crowd will, like, raise their fists and say yeah to kind of, like, get ready to defend the old lady. Alright, well, I only have three at the minute, so to three of them, I'm gonna sort of... Are they in a sort of... Are they fairly close together where I could just, like, stand there and hand out, or yeah, you can just stand there. They'll, they'll come to you. Yeah, I'm just gonna stand there and hand, out, hand a bomb to each of these. You know what you need to do. And, um, yeah, after doing that, I am going to down a juggernaut mutagen, because I want to be alive by the end of this. <laughs> there we go. So, um, do I have any more actions? Or is that count for all three? So let's see. One action was giving out the mutagens to them. Second action was drawing your juggernaut mutagen. And third action, take it. Yeah, handing out the bombs, drawing a juggernaut mutagen, and drinking it. Yeah, that'll be all three. Okay. That brings us to Buppy. What's little Casper gonna do? Little old Buppy has a lot she's got to get done this round. First off, we are going to try for that athletics check to get this treasure chest taken care of, because that is like, if we don't got the gold, it ain't worth the show, right? Hoping a whopping 15 for that athletics check is going to meet that DC. That is just enough to push it into the bag. Good. We got the chest. Now let's get the hell out of here. 
Next step, Buppy is attempting an acrobatics check to tumble through the uh, space of the bank teller there, but I'm guessing a 17 on the dice with that acrobatics bonus is not going to work. So that is against their fortitude DC, correct? That is not going to be enough, no. Ooh, bummer. Um, so that will bring my movement action to a stop directly in front of the bank teller. Uh, in Lacking in that circumstance, I'm going to take a... Uh, I believe the tumble through is an attack action, so I'll have to take a multiple attack penalty on a shove attempt here for a minus five. Twenty on a fortitude's throw for a DC. That is a success. You can shove her five feet backwards. All right, she is out of the doorway. That is all three of my actions. Let me end turn here and uh, thank you. All right, it is going to be one of the one of the clockwork turn. First action is going to move, second action is going to move, and third action. It takes all three actions to get to right in front of Buffy. And that's when the bank manager is going to be like, God damn it, dumb clockwork getting in my way. And she's going to kind of push through the clockwork to stand next to it and kind of squeeze in between the vault door and is going to take aim at Arcus with her pistol, and she's gonna fire around. Okay, um, I just wanna make sure, because I'm probably gonna use, uh, hit the dirt if it hits, I think I can wait till it hits though. Okay, uh, they attempt a ranged strike against me, so I have to go ahead and do it, so I'm gonna use hit the dirt, since it's ranged, and, uh, I get a plus two circumstance bonus to AC. Alright, so... This is, that's good, because this is going to be a 28 to hit. Okay, that's just going to stop me from getting critted, so that's good. Alright, so roll for damage, that's going to be 4 piercing damage. Okay. And you hit the dirt so you can jump back 10 feet. Yeah, I'm going to um go, I'm going to go uh, sideways uh, behind Tarion, and I've, I've landed prone. Alright, and then third action from the bank manager is going to be reloading her pistol. And it is Taryn's turn. Alright, Taryn is going to look at the bank teller and crap, uh, crack his whip against the ground and uh, say to her, Don't worry, you'll get what's coming to you soon. And uh, he is going to intimidate her. Ooh, an 18 is just enough to make her a little, little frazzled. Excellent. And then uh, Taryn is going to turn his attention to the clockwork automaton that has just entered into the vault, and he's going to go ahead and try to exploit vulnerability on it, see if he can find any weaknesses. And that is a 17 for esoteric lore versus its standard DC. Which will be a success. All right. Uh, So I get to know its largest weakness. So this is the same one you observed prior with your preparation. So you already know it's weak to electricity. So now you find out it's also weak to orichalcium. Got it. Um, So as Taran recalls his preparation into these models, he is going to pull out uh, what looks to be a little bit of an old fuse cell, kind of unstable as like shocks kind of pop out from it and he's going to attach it to a little socket on a scorpion whip, and it's just going to fill with electricity. You kind of hear it's sparkling and crackling real loudly with electricity. And he is going to make a strike versus the clockwork automaton. And with Esoteric Warden, that is going to be a 17 to hit. Which does succeed. That is going to be 8 points of slashing damage and 3 points of electricity damage for a total of 11 as Terran just swings around his whip and cracks it right at the uh, Clockwork Automaton's neck. And boy, does that hit hard. This Automaton doesn't look good after just a single hit with your whip. Terran is going to chuckle and say, Boys, leave the Automaton to me. This thing is a lot getting all shocked up. And that is going to be the end of my turn. All right, Arcus. All right, I'm going to shoot my gun at the bank teller. Or not bank teller, the bank manager. That's going to be a 24 to hit. That will hit. Roll for damage. That's max damage, so nine damage. And then I'm going to reload and fire again. 
Oh, that does not hit. Yeah. Uh, and that's my turn. Alright, now it is the other clockwork's turn, and first action is movement, second action is movement, and third action is going to movement. So it takes all three actions to move right between Buppy and Terran. And Orville, it is your turn now. Alright, uh, just also wanted to ask, when are my three random civilians going? They'll go on your turn. Alright, nice. I guess, can I make a throw through to the, um, vault from here? Uh, I think your thrown items can only be thrown 20 feet. Uh, 30, I've got pile of it. Yeah, so you can just hit that first clockwork or the bank manager. Yeah, I'll allow that. That clockwork is exactly where I'm aiming. Alright, so, uh, I'm gonna start my turn by using, uh, a reagent to craft another necrotic bomb. And then I am going to throw said necrotic bomb using, um, what's it called, uh, quick throw at that, uh, automaton. Okay. Let's see if it hits. Oh, yes! That is a 20 on the die. That's what we love to see. That is a nat 20. So just roll crit damage. Alright, so that is 7 points of damage. And target sickened one. Target's dead. And there's one negative splash damage to all the surrounding people. Alright, so the bank manager is going to get one splash damage, and the other automaton is going to get one splash damage, and Buffy, you get one splash damage, but it's necrotic energy, so you actually get healed by it. Well, that's the most invigorating thing anybody's thrown at me in a long time. Well, that certainly is an interesting outcome. And with that, your three little friends here are all going to use all three actions to move inside. Charge, men! And they get right about here. All right, Buffy. Ooh, I like the bank manager a lot. She's right here and she's a good target. There's this clockwork right here who's also a big target. That is a, what we call target-rich environment. So we're going to go with bank manager first. I want to attempt a um, trip action uh, with my first athletics check. Okay. 13 isn't enough. Alas, alack, and yawn. That is, yeah, ooh, athletics has been treating me real rough today, even on that plus seven bonus. Um, we're going to try another athletics uh, this time attempting grab action versus 42 PC, uh, that takes multiple attack penalties. So a total of 20 will succeed. That is my first two actions. Um, I still am unarmed, so with my free hand, can I reveal my strapped buckler and, uh, raise shield for that plus one AC? Yes, you can. Alright, so it is, uh, bank manager's turn. She's gonna use her first action to try to get out of your grab with a... 27. I, I believe that definitely gets her out of grip. Lucky for her. Yeah, so she manages to get out of that little grab there, and she's going to take a few steps back out of the vault. She does not like being close by, and she's going to shoot at Casper for a 24 to hit. Definitely a hit, not a crit, lucky for me. Alrighty. That will be two points of damage. Uh, gotcha. Two points of damage. And Teron, it is your turn. Alright, Teron is gonna turn his attention to the, uh, clockwork in front of him, and he's going to exploit... Well, actually, is it the same model of clockwork as the other one? It is the same model C-47. Okay, so he's gonna go ahead and keep the same esoterica on his, uh with there, just powering it with electricity. And uh, he is going to crack his whip at the clockwork in front of him. Uh, and I guess Teron just goes to smack it with his whip and he just barely misses its head and, and misses, but he's gonna whirl his arm back around and try and get a second, second crack in there. And he goes to bring his arm around for that second crack and he just He's not even close. He just goes to whip this thing, and he cannot hit it for the life of him. Is that all three of your actions? I'm trying to think about what to use the last one for. 
Secure the door? Yeah, secure the door. Unfortunately, I don't think I can move past this thing. Or Terran really can't move past this thing. So you know what? Oonga Boonga, we're gonna try and hit it again. Why not? <sighs> yeah, Terran just brings that whip around again, tries to get it in for the third one. Not even close to hitting it. Uh, he's real disappointed himself. She says, Damn it, I can't seem to hit this thing. It's right in front of me and I just can't get it. And that is the end of my turn. What you doing there, Arcus? Now, do I have line of sight of the, the bank manager? She will have slight cover because you would be shooting through a group of people. Okay. So I'm going to reload, shoot at her. Uh, I guess an 11 does not hit. No, it doesn't. Okay. Then my last action is going to be to reload and uh, hide. So cover, use covered reload. Okay. And that'll be my turn. All right. It is the clockwork's turn. And he is finally in range to do a strike. So he's going to wind up a nice metallic arm and do a hard punch onto Terran. And that will be a 13 to hit. That will miss as uh, Terran just barely dodges out of the way to miss that automaton's punch. Automaton is going to wind up its other arm for a second hit, missing again with an 8. And last action, the automaton is going to attempt a grab check on Taron, and that will be a 13 to grab. Uh, Taron is gonna see this automaton time try and grab him, and he's just gonna step to the side as it just completely misses him. Shame. What a shame. Alright, Orville. Alright, well, Orville can see this is going fairly swimmingly, and so, um, first he's gonna shout to his crowd just, look, the manager's right out there. Rain fire. And then, um, then, you know, then he's gonna look around the room and see, are there still a load of people, like, crouched down, hiding a bit in the bank? Yeah, there's about ten or so. Good, good. That is enough of a crowd for Orville to use to make his escape. He's gonna kind of try and push into the crowd a bit and start grabbing a few people and sort of leading them to get out the bank and start trying to just go straight out the front door with a cr- in a crowd, basically. Alright, so you're going straight out the front door? Yeah, uh, is there anything I need to roll to get people with me, or just go? No, you can. You can just go. Yeah, sure. And, uh, yeah, once he's out, just to make sure his escape's clear and he's hidden in the crowd, he'll take off the cap, removing his disguise, and it all seems to be going well. He's gonna wait around the corner, over around, just over around the corner a bit, for if he hears anything else going on, he can see. So is he going to wait, or is he going to start heading towards their meeting spot at the whaling scrapyard? I think for the minute, he's going to wait somewhere on the street just outside. Because if he hears the fighting going on for a lot longer, he might go in to help. But he'll wait a few minutes and then dip. Okay. And then that's when your little mob you got started is going to crowd around the bank manager. And they're not throwing the bombs but they are, like, hassling her and talking about money and how they've been skimming off their accounts for years and they will not tolerate it anymore. There's something about NFTs thrown around. You can't really hear what they're shouting anymore. Non-fungible talismans. Why, we were trying to get into that back in Riddleport and it wasn't any profit. Good. It looks like the bank manager's occupied. Let's finish this thing off and get the hell out of here. Alright, um, as Buffy steps up to the plate here, I'm going to attempt another trip check on the automaton directly adjacent me, uh, between me and Terry, and get a 26 on the trip attempt. That will be a regular success. Well, that is, uh, great news to me. They've all got the bank manager surrounded. Um, I'm going to look to my team say, hoof it! Um, and I'm going to attempt to grab this thing real quick, just to, just to hold on to it for a turn. Just to, just to give it a try, see, give it a taste, see how it feels. Ooh, I'm guessing a two on the dice is not enough to get a grab on that automaton. Sadly not. Um, it's down for the count. Uh, it's right there. I'm gonna raise shield just in case. I, I want to be the last one out here. Um, and that's all three actions for me. All right. 
bank manager is going to be like fighting against the crowd of a small little group of three men that have surrounded her. She's going to be pushing them out of the way saying shit like, not now, we'll talk about your accounts later, I have to stop these vault breakers. And she's going to attempt to shoot her pistol. Actually, no, she's going to reload first. And then she's going to attempt to shoot her pistol at Buppy with cover because she's having to shoot through a little crowd. So does a 19 hit. Um, how much cover AC am I receiving right now? It's a plus two for soft cover? That includes the cover. Uh, that meets right with the uh, AC from the ray shield. Congrats for her. That's another hit on me. All right, so even through the crowd and the jostling, she's still able to somehow land one shot on you. You're taking four piercing damage as the bullet just whizzes into you. And then her last action, she's going to try to get out of this crowd by tumbling through. And she's she's stuck. She can't get out. Taron. Uh, Taron is going to see this automaton on the ground. He's going to go ahead and try and finish it off with his whip here. And that is a 20 on the die. Incredible. So he is just going to swing that whip around. He's going to crack the whip right in this automaton's face and try to take its head clean off with that electricity bolt just coming right on out of it. That is critical damage. That is going to be 24 points of damage total. That is going to be a dead, dead clockwork. So as the head on the automaton starts rolling, Taran's going to call out to everybody, All right, it's dead. Now everybody get the hell out of here. And he is going to use his two act- his last two actions to run the hell on out of this vault. And you are running through the back door, correct? Yes. Uh, Taran is going to run out of the vault. He's going to take a sharp left turn, go into the little bathroom area, and he's just going to go to the, uh, the back door that they talked about earlier and signal the rest to follow him when they get a chance. And that is the end of my turn. I'm really sorry to interrupt you. I'm just as players. We haven't acquired the bag yet, right? That still requires an interact action to pick up. Uh, you don't need to interact to pick up the bag because whoever did the last athletics check to push the box into the bag has the bag. Oh, that's me. Okay, okay. Good enough. Would have been fun if we did all this and left the bag. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Arcus. So I'm going to stand up since I've been prone. And then... I'm going to use my other two actions to move. My first action gets me out of the vault, and God, I, I, I know from scoping out that there's not an exit to the right, correct? Correct. Okay, dang, I, I kind of wanted to see the manager's office just to see what was in there, but we don't have time for that. So I guess I'm going to go to the left, back to like the worker lobby bathroom thing, and that's my turn. All right, Orville. I'm just heading back to the meeting point at this point. It sounds like it's going well, so I may as well dip. Alrighty, you're dipping. Casper, you're the last one in the vault. Uh, last, uh, last bag of bones out, so uh, I'm happy with that situation. I got the bag in hand. Um, just as I'm exiting to cause a little bit more chaos, uh, I'm just gonna scream, The lockboxes, they're all empty! What kind of scam is this? I believe it's all three movements to get to that door. And again, it is the bank manager's turn. She is stuck in this crowd. She's going to spend an action to reload and then spend an action trying to escape the crowd, not getting out. She's going to try again, not getting out. She is She's stuck in this little crowd. Taron. Taron is going to turn to everybody in this employee's bathroom area and say, Everybody here, the Orville get out. Uh, last I saw, he was running out. Oh, who am I kidding? Uh, last I saw, he was running out through the lobby doors. I think we're set, bro. Let's go. All right, boys. Let's get the hell out of here. We hit the alleyway, and then we hit up to the meeting point. Nice, smooth job. I say uh, we might want uh, to change our appearances again as we're leaving. Like, maybe we look like bank tellers fleeing. Casper will tell you, once we get to the shipyards and we start to lose their trail, come on, quick. All right, Arcus uh, heads out. Teron is going to make it to the back alleyway and then run his way down to the passage that they listed uh, in the meeting and try to get up to that meeting point to meet Orville. 
So this dingy cobblestone alley displays only traces of the once affluent nature of this neighborhood. The smell of refuse permeates the air. A weed-strewn yard behind the bank is enclosed by a chicken wire fence with razor-sharp coils of wire woven through the top. A small footpath to the north leads to the bank's side door. A path to the south leads to the junkyard, while the alley continues east and west. And you can hear sounds of shouting and signal whistles from the front of the bank and from the eastern side of the alley. You can hear Deputy Shield Marshal Lovelace's voice shouting commands to create a perimeter around the bank. And the Shield Marshal is replying, Yes, Deputy, right away! Which direction is the shipyard from here? I believe it's east, right? We would have to pass through the Shield Marshal patrol? No, it's going to be south. South it is, then, I think, as we're hoofing it to get out of here. Shit, boys, it sounds like there's Shield Marshals down to the west. Quick, let's head south before they notice us. Piles of discarded scrap metal, wood, and other garbage mark the edge of a path leading north into the scrapyard. Several bits of debris have recently collapsed into the entrance. Just west, a veritable tower of piled refuse wobbles precariously. The path opens to the north and east into the scrapyard, or exits to the south into an alley between two buildings. Shouts and whistles can be heard coming from the direction of the gold tank reserve to the south. When you arrive to the area, you hear someone calling you. Hey, long sharks! Hey, long shanks! And as you look around, you see a little goblin sitting on top of the pile of trash, kind of out of the way, in a way you can't get reached. Shield Marshal's following you! Collapse the tower! And he's going to point towards the towering pile of debris next to the scrapyard's entrance. What the hell is that thing calling us? Long sharks? Long sharks? I don't know. Does it matter? His idea seems perfectly good. Speaking of that idea, how do we go about making that happen? Anybody see any structural things on that we could use to pull down? Thing go boom? Well, we need to get behind it first before we start throwing anything and trashing anything, so let's get moving. That's too far for me. It is quite literally here, this, this pile. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you meant like this. That's a crane. This crane thing. No, there, there's just a tower of trash here that you can topple over. Yes, who said we wanted to topple the trash? Why not the crane? Uh, can Teron just, like, throw out his wit and just crack it up there to knock the trash down? So you need a crafting or a survival check. To use my whip to hit this? To know which spots of the tower need to be moved to knock it down. Can I use crafting to tell him where to hit? Yeah. All right. Nice, 20. All right, so Orville kind of points you to a certain direction to hit it. You hit it and the tower kind of turns. There's a loud creaking noise and it's it's just about to fall over. Like, you you literally just need like one more good hit and it is down. Uh, Taran is gonna swing his arm around and build up momentum to hit it again. And as he goes and cracks the whip, he turns his head to the others and says, everyone book it. Casper doesn't stand on ceremony. He's going to book it. Yeah, we book. <laughs> All right. And as you topple the pile of junk, you see Deputy Loveless, a tall, tan-skinned elf with gunmetal blue hair and mismatched silver-amber eyes. She's turning the corner in the alley, chasing after you, accompanied by several shield marshals. She draws her weapon and fires in one fluid motion, targeting Terron but her bullet ricochets off a falling piece of debris. Once the debris settles, she shouts from the other side of the rusty scrap heap, I'm coming after you, and I always hit my target. After I'm done with you, there won't be enough of your lead-pocketed body left to identify. Do you hear me? You'll pay for crossing Muglin. Pay in blood. An assertive one, ain't she? Keep running, fellas. We ain't dealing with this today. Not the most charming I've met. You ain't getting paid enough for that, honey. You're working too hard. Come on, let's let's move it. Can I book it, but also avoid detection? Yeah. Like, I just want to try to lay low as I'm running. Okay, yeah. So, so avoid notice is a exploration activity. You go at half your speed, so you can't really do that in this case. 
But you guys are in the scrapyard. You guys are safe from the shield marshals, at least. And you have your little goblin friend, like, jumping up and down on the on one of the piles of trash, like, pointing you to go west. It appears we have ourselves a new ally. Why? Uh, uh, do you see what appears on the other side of that ridge? That's the Harpy's Kiss. Why, I heard about that boat. That's here? At this point, uh, since we're not really running, like, anywhere, I'm laying low and, like, trying to avoid notice and, like, cover our back to see if the shield marshals are finding a way around. But I'm still moving with the party. I'm just, like, keeping eyes on our back. Okay. I mean, Orville is keeping an eye on nothing. He is running. <laughs> And as Teron is running, I'm guessing he's seeing this uh, encampment in front of him. Yes. A ring of old crates surround a makeshift campfire in this discreet corner of the junkyard. A complicated contraption of gears and rods over the campfire forms a spit that can be rotated using two foot pedals attached to a gear. The smell of smoked meat mangles and cuts through the ambient stench of trash emanating from the scrapyard's walls. Around the campfire are various patchwork tents and a large pavilion to the south. Piles of scraps surround the camp, conveniently stacked to make a climbing to the top easier. A path on the northern edge of the camp leads east into the scrapyard. And you see one goblin, who seems to be the goblin in charge, I guess. He looks to be the most assertive air of authority around him. He is dressed in a heavy cloak with, like, very colorful pieces of glass all stuck to the cloak to make him colorful and the light kind of gleams off of him he's going to look at you as you all approach the camp and he's going to stand up on one of the crates with open arms trusted long shanks he says the bedazzled leader of the scavengers in in broken common he's talking we welcome you to scrap city and accept your offer of help he bows deeply but weighed down by the countless shards of colored glass lining his clothes, he nearly loses his balance and falls off his stack of milk crates. He gathers himself and clears his throat. <clears throat> As promised, if you drive the gnolls away, we promise to give you our best jump. We have deal? What are you talking about here to help you? We aren't here to help you. We're looking to get out of this damn place. He's gonna eye you uncertainly perplexed, and he enunciates each word as he slowly replies, Make Knowles go away. We give you gift. And then he turns to a nearby goblin, and he loudly whispers something in goblin to him. What did he say in goblin? I speak goblin. Perfect. You hear him loudly whisper, I didn't expect smart mercenaries, but did Pokey find ones who can't even remember what we hired them for? Okay, well, Orville is gonna bow back to the, um, leading goblin, and then speaking in goblins can say, No, no, don't worry, we remember. Forgive my friends, um, they're not the brightest. He's gonna look a little shocked and a little flustered that you can speak goblin, but he does reply back in goblin, Ah, I, I see, so you... You are here to help us with our null problem. Well, that entirely depends, my good sir. What's the reward? Best junk. Secret junk we don't usually sell to Longshanks. Rare metal. He's gonna smile wide, his teeth chipped and sharp. We're gonna need a more, um, specific idea of what this is. Uh, do you have a sample to show us? We create alchemical items. And we have good junk that we can use to give you. We sell our junk to Longshanks all the time, but we have secret stash of junk that we can give to you for helping us. You don't get advance payment. You get payment once gnolls are gone. Hold on now. You just said something very interesting. What's going on with the gnolls? Why no peace with the gnolls? They come to our scrapyard and attack us. They attack Longshanks too. The shield marshals think we attack Longshanks, accuse us of killing them. But why would we kill when we have so much good scrap around? Makes no sense. All to say, these murderers are bad for business. Um, speaking of this business, you said you do, um, alchemical creations. Um, do you trade in the designs for these creations? Because I would very much be interested in seeing what you have. Monsi is the one who makes most of our designs. We miss Monsi. 
She's the smartest nail gobbler of all, an inventor. She makes lots of things, bombs, yummy drinks, tools, foot crank for the fire pit. She went to fight the gnolls, but hasn't come back. We fear the worst. Please find her. Please tell us she's okay. We miss Monsi. Well, she seems like a very interesting person. We will definitely find your missing friend. And you will take care of Knowles as well, right? We may. Um, I'll need to negotiate with my friends on this, but I reckon I can persuade them. I'm something of a charmer. Damn it, Snake Man, what the hell are you saying? I ain't the brightest here. I don't know what these little gremlins are saying. These goblins are saying that, um... In exchange for getting rid of the gnolls and saving their missing friend, we'll get some reward off them, some special metal. It could be interesting. I'm curious. But more importantly, this friend of theirs appears to be quite a good inventor. They might have some, um, fun tricks I can learn to help us out. Damn it, Snake Man, I don't care about no fancy trinkets or some weird-ass inventor. I want to get back and deliver this payload so we can get paid. We don't need any detours. Um, guys, quick question though. Uh, I've been thinking about this. What is in that box? I don't know, and I don't care. But it seems heavy enough. It's probably filled with, to the brim with gold. It seems like a no questions asked kind of deal here. So, mm, I'm just saying, I'm not very trustful of people. I don't know if... If I like carrying around something when we don't even know what it is. I mean, what if it's explosive? Well, now, th- think the bag of holding will contain anything. We, we just get that, we, we get everything settled, we'll be done. Now, my concern, these goblins seem like they're they're smart guys with nothing but our best interests at heart. What what happens when the gnolls are the same thing? We'll go try and broker a peace between these two noble peoples fighting the oppression here. Dang it, Casper, you're going to get us in even more trouble here. We only took this job so that way we can get enough money to start our business back up. And hopefully without Loveless getting into it. Well, I, I, I know we want to get our business started up and everything, but you know, hey, hey, we can get this gold and we can make future customers. Because, I mean, these goblins, they got to like cookies too, right? And I have to side with Casper here. These goblins saved us. Uh, surely we owe them. Fine. Whatever. But we help them. We get their friend back. Nothing more. I just realized that three-fourths of the party are entrepreneurs. (laughs) And, um, hearing that we're going to help them, I turn back to the leader, switch back to Goblin, I'm like, my good friend, we are at your service. Tell us where we can find these gnolls. North, over the wall. We put up sharp metal to keep them out, block their way with the old ship, the big metal box. We shut them out, but they're still there. Go, make them gone. The easiest way for Longshanks to get there is to go east, around the big metal box and the old ship. That sounds good. We will see you after um, we've saved your friend. Well, while we're here, I'm going to take a moment to treat wounds. Okay, so that should put me back up to full health. Yeah, I was also going to ask, do you know how long it takes me to craft stuff? So crafting itself is like a four-day thing minimum. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crafting. You can use your infused reagent spell to craft things quicker with your quick alchemy. But I believe that's only with your infused reagents. Yeah, I've got one left and I think that'd make one thing. So yeah, sounds good. I'll leave it for the minute, I reckon. So just to be clear, um... He said that the way we need to go is uh, to the east, where this big box is over this, uh, what I assume is like a pool of oil or toxins or something. So what you're looking at is a reddish-brown circular pool of water standing in the center of a large open area with stacks of metal and wood to the north and south. To the east, a large steel box already pitted with rust blocks the way past the pond. At the bottom of the pond, a large pile of cloth sits motionless, some unseen current causing a bit of fabric to dance in the water. Well, I reckon we gotta get up in that crane and move that box out of the way. I don't see how we can get past it otherwise. That sounds like a solid plan. Um, any of you know how to operate a crane? Not a single clue. Yeah, I can't say I've ever operated a crane before. Well, I'm sure we'll be able to figure it out once we're up there, then. Alright, 
So this is a large winch-driven crane towering over piles of discarded machinery. The crane's base is totally entrenched in debris, and rust pits its arms. In the crane's cockpit, the control panel's faceplate has been removed, exposing the gears and mechanisms behind the foot pedals and long, rusty levers. A wall of debris looms to the south, extending east and west. The open stone to the north is flooded with the oily water. It looks like someone removed the panel and did something to the gears. You can't really tell what each lever is supposed to do. Um, you could probably figure it out, maybe? You could probably brute force it, maybe? One of the goblins is gonna like kind of follow behind you guys, kind of like curious, and you recognize him as being the same one who pointed out the shield marshals to you and helped you with the tower. Hi, my, my name Gomak. Mon Monsi helped build Crane, but Monsi gone. So we don't know how Crane works. So you're telling me nobody knows how to work this here Crane? No, but you smart, you figure out. Also, we have cockroach snacks if you are hungry in Crane. Yeah, turn to him, again speaking in Goblin. Charm to meet you, my friend. I'm sure working together, we'll both be able to figure out how this crane works. Um, did you ever see it being operated, or...? No, Gomak never see. Gomak only come for cockroach snack. That is a shame. We'll be able to figure it out anyway. And you enjoy those snacks. Um, that protein, it'll, it'll be good for you. Build up your strength. Well, it's... Since Monsi has been missing, we haven't been to Cockroach Nest in a while, so Cockroach Nest may be bad snack. Gomak would be careful. Thank you for your advice. It's kind for the offer anyway. We're going to um figure out this crate now. Alright boys, let's see how this thing works. Yeah, can I make a crafting check or something to see if I can figure out how all the gears work together and stuff? What does what? So, before you even enter the crane, I need perception checks from everyone. Man, Arcus, this is your third one this session. Yeah, I'm not happy about it. Teron, as Orville is moving to go into the crane, you see something move inside the crane compartment. He hasn't opened the doors yet, but you see something moving. Uh, Teron is going to grab the back of his shirt and pull him back a little bit and say, Hold up, buddy, there's something in there. Them cockroaches might have gotten a little too big. I I immediately, like, get, like, uh, as close as I can to cover and, like, am I trying to avoid notice? And, like, I, like, getting my gun ready. Get your hand off this shirt, good sir. It, it's very nice. It's very expensive. Well, unless you want to get it ruined by whatever the hell's in there, pretty boy. I suppose you should get something out to defend yourself. Oh, God, if I have to. And I'm gonna pull out a hand crossbow. And uh, Teron is gonna summon his pick implement and pull out his scorpion whip. Okay. So you all are preparing for a fight, but the door is still closed to the compartment. You have not opened it yet. Uh, can, like, Teron stand on his toes and look into the compartment and see what's moving around? Yeah, it's a lot of cockroaches. Like, holy shit, there's a lot of cockroaches in here. Uh, Teron is gonna take this opportunity, since they're not attacking yet, he's gonna try exploit vulnerability on them, see if he can get the lowdown on, like, a specific spot in the swarm that seems the weakest, like maybe a queen or something. Okay. And that is a 23 for esoteric lore. So you don't know any specific queen? You don't think cockroaches have like queens like ants or bees do? But you do know a swarm this big will be weak to splash damage. Uh, like any kind of splash damage? Do they just, like if I splash fire everywhere will it burn them to bits or scare them off because it's because of the light like splash damage from a bomb got it got it okay you can't just take water and throw it up uh in that case Teron is gonna pull out this uh this like cartridge and he's gonna slide it into his scorpion whip and it's you could just see kind of the cross fibers of the whip 
a glow with a very bright red and the tip of the scorpion rip is just gonna like drip with this red ooze. Well, it seems like that thing doesn't like being splashed around any kind. The tip of my whip here will let out this this uh, red toxin here and splash it all over and burn them to bits. Y'all should be ready because once we open that door, the floodgate's gonna hit us. It's just a bit of pest control. I'm sure we can manage it. Uh, I'm not sure how many I'll hit, but I'll try to hit as many in one shot as I can. Has uh, Casper had 10 minutes to do a treat wounds here uh, in the last few little time talking to the goblins and everything? Yeah, talking to the goblins, uh, Arcus rolled a treat wound so he can do that during the same time. Um, also, who's standing at the front at the minute? Uh, it's gonna be Teron. Alright, um, I'm just gonna kind of pat you on the shoulder and pass you a juggernaut mutagen. Uh, Teron is gonna take it, he's gonna chug it, uh, look around, see that everybody's ready, and he's gonna open the door. Boy, howdy, would you look at that combat. Maybe next time we'll get a TPK and this title will finally make sense. Find out what happens next time on the Pathfinder Kings as we continue the Outlaws of Alkenstar. If you like what we do here, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash tpkpodcast or joining our Discord server. Also, remember to give us a follow on Twitter at tpkpodcast. See you next time, Outlaws. Roll for it.